0: Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's benefit season. We all know providing benefits is a cornerstone of employee retention but many small businesses are priced out or completely disqualified from providing health coverage to their employees. Not any longer. Now, PCA members can get health coverage and they can even tailor options to meet their company's needs. To learn more about all the benefits PCA has to offer and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. This episode is brought to you by Estimate Rocket, Angie, and APC.
1: Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast here. We're on episode 52 today, the last episode in 2022 coming out. Uh, And we've got a good friend of mine, Brandon Pierpont, with us here today. Brandon is the founder and owner of Painter Marketing Pros. Uh, If you're a PCA member, you've probably seen or heard uh, of Brandon and his team there. Um, You know, we talk a lot on the the show about marketing your business, right? And we kind of take a lot of the approach with the organic growth, the relationship marketing, how can you grow your business and grow a pipeline of leads for your business with the assets you have, right? Your current happy, satisfied customers, your previously satisfied customers. Um, How do you tap into that network to, to generate repeat business and referrals and all those things? That's what we talk a lot about. That's kind of our core philosophy here at Elite Business Advisors. But at some point, your growth might exceed that natural organic pace in which you can grow. So, for example, you know, if you do, you know, when you're smaller, if you did $150,000, you know, it's not crazy to think that you could grow to 250000 the next year just on organic stuff if you do all the things the right way like we talk about, right? And then maybe from 250, you can grow to 350. You know, about $100,000 a year if you do all the right things, you can grow on a steady pace, right? But what if you wanna go from 150,000 to 400,000 to a million, um, on a much quicker pace, right? Or maybe even at some point, your your organic growth may just kind of top out at 800,000 to a million dollars, right? Depending on how long it's taken you to, to build your business to that size. Uh, and that's kind of where Brandon and his team come in at. Um, Obviously, at any stage in the in your business, uh, when you're ready to grow and you need to up your lead generation, um, they're here to help you with that. Uh, You know, the world of online and digital marketing is really key to to creating a steady pipeline of leads for your business, Um, in addition to the relationship marketing things we discuss here. Uh, You know, And I think that's really key when it comes to marketing. How can you create a pipeline of leads for your business to where you don't have to actually go out and actively really spend a lot of energy marketing because you're spending your time doing all the other things in your business, right? So uh, that's what I love about what Brandon does. That's why we preach a lot of the organic stuff. We try to work smarter, not harder here. Uh, I met Brandon and his wife, Ariel, at at PCA Expo this year, man. We really hit it off both on a personal level, a business level. We've collaborated on a lot of stuff with some clients. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to know him and I really appreciate kind of what they do for painting business owners and and the role that they can play in helping people with their marketing. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's dive into it. Brandon, welcome
2: to the show. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Really excited to be here, man.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. We just recorded a a podcast of flip side, right? I was on the other end of the microphone uh, that'll be coming out early next year, probably just after this one releases. So uh, it's been fun to kind of be on your show. And now we've got you on here. We were joking before we started recording this, which one of us is more nervous, which side of the camera we like being on better. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
2: Yeah, man. So uh, as you said, I'm founder and owner of Painter Marketing Pros. Uh, We work with Ambitious painting company owners um, nationwide and, and actually in Canada and the UK as well uh, who are looking to to expand their presence and really own their local market
1: Awesome. that's super cool. So how did you get into helping painting contractors you know with their marketing and stuff like what kind of got you into that niche?
2: yeah it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting story. So I ran a service business myself. It wasn't okay a painting company uh, it yeah. was auto detailing. So, I'm okay. a mobile auto detailing company, and when I started that company, I figured out the importance of marketing. Yes. because it's—I would say it has—I would say it's actually even worse, even harder than than painting in this way. But yes. you're viewed as a commodity, right? And right. if you're viewed as a commodity, then people just want to pay the lowest price because it doesn't matter. And so yes. I had to find a way to differentiate our company. Um, I learned about—I was bombarded all the time by marketers, and just my my personality type—I was really interested in the marketing yeah. myself. Um, so I, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Obviously, our, our yeah. <laughs> many company partners don't do that. But I, I took a very deep uh, multi-year dive into marketing. Yeah. Um, got really good at it. Was able to build the the detailing company and sell it. Uh, nice. And then after that, I, I just, I was passionate about marketing. I was good at it. So I started yeah. a, a marketing, who actually wasn't painter marketing pros. Um, it was a generalist agency. So we worked gotcha. with... Uh, veterinarians, doctors, chiropractors, um, painters, plumbers, you know, kind of you name it, we did it. Right. And then uh, loved home services, loved painters, liked, enjoyed working with them way more than, you know, surgeon, lawyer type, uh, found a need and and hence painter marketing pros have spun out.
1: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So we got very similar stories on how we like started working with everyone. And then we said nope let's focus on our painting contractors right um and so that's kind of cool i didn't i didn't realize kind of the story behind that um you know what so you you said you were really good at it obviously you had proof of concept from what you were able to grow and scale your you know your business in um you know did you always want to really be an an entrepreneur in in multiple ways right like was that always kind of the goal is uh you know don't ever work for anybody else work for yourself and um, get out of one thing and focus on what you're passionate about. Kind of tell me how that story came about.
2: So I, yeah, it, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I did work for other people for a long time. So yeah. I actually, I, I um, went to Notre Dame and then went into finance. So I did okay. a totally different, totally different career trajectory.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it couldn't be finance, more
2: marketing.
1: You know, it's it's close. It's all in the same ballpark.
2: It, you know what? The actual the, the the psychology and the thought process and the people who like those things are actually pretty similar because they're both. Uh, Data driven, they're both they're both still psychological because I was involved in a lot of M and A, mergers and acquisitions, okay. and private equity, um, nice. and the, and the thought process and the strategy behind it, but still relying on the numbers for everything is actually very, uh, very very similar. Yeah. So that that was what I started with, uh, and then eventually um, I had a kind of a paralysis by analysis thing. I kept wanting to start a company, just could never decide on what. And finally, my my wife was like, "Go wash cars." I was like, "Yeah, what?" And she's like, "Just go." <laughs> Start a detailing business, just start washing cars, just start doing something. So that was where it literally was just for me to do something. That's I wasn't cool. passionate about auto detailing, knew nothing about it, but it just yeah. was an easy business to start.
1: That's cool. You know, it's, I I see a lot of painters even come into that same, you know, the landscape here through that same lens, right? Like it's an easy business to start. It's a very low barrier to entry. Right? You know, maybe a couple thousand dollars in some ladders, some equipment little stuff right even if you don't get into spraying right away and texturing and like you know if, if you're just coming in and in a residential repaint form you can start a painting company for I mean, under $2,500, if you really you know, are strapped on a budget and you're going to do all the work yourself, you know, right? And, and not even that much realistically. So, um, you know, so there's a lot of similarities in that. And I think it's a good and a bad thing, right? I think it, it, it creates entrepreneurship for a lot of people, but it also is, you know, Jason Paris, and we've talked about it at PCA Expo before. Um, you know, it, it's too easy to get into sometimes, right? Um, and so that's kind of where, you know, people like yourself and, and us can come into play and help these painters that are really good at what they do, understand their business more on the business side of it, right, and treat their business like a business. So um, so what are some things that you guys do to, to really help painting companies, you know, with their marketing? And, and I know we're going to talk specifically with painting companies today. Obviously, this is really going to apply to a lot of industries, right, with kind of what you guys do and stuff. But um, I know you guys focus in on the painting side of it. So, so what is it that you guys really do for people?
2: Yeah, so we work with them to make them the the dominant, the primary, the premium painting company in their service area. So there are, there are obviously a lot of ways to grow a business. You talked about relationship marketing, you know, emails, reaching out to past customers, looking for referrals. That is, is excellent, and it's the way the majority of painting companies work. You know, they say, yep. oh, well, people refer me, word of mouth, et cetera. Those leads are always going to be your best leads. But their cap, they stop at a certain level, right? And you, said, you mentioned 150 to 250, 250 to 350. But it really doesn't have to take that long. And if it's, right. a, if it's a lifestyle business, you want to you move slowly, you want to enjoy it, that's 100% fine. We work with painting companies that are really trying to, trying to create something pretty substantial, right? So, yeah. so typically trying to get past that million mark into the multi-millions, and we do it through a long-term approach. We do it through right. building the brand equity and their organic presence online so that the leads are actually coming to them so they don't get caught in this, in this vicious reactionary cycle that it seems 95% of the industry is caught in. Yep.
1: Yep. No, that's good. Um, and I agree with you on that, right? Everybody, you know, gets to a spot where they're like, Oh my gosh, like we have two weeks worth of work left. Like, how do we go generate it? And I'm like, you start two months ago. Like that's, that's where you start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the best time to to plant a tree was 20 years ago. I guess the second best time is today. Um, you know, but, um, you know, I think that that's one thing, especially when it comes to marketing, right? There's, there's the lag cycle, and I think that's something super important that, that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, typically your marketing efforts today, at least kind of what I usually say is, it's gonna pay off six to eight weeks down the road, right? Um, you know, or four to six weeks or somewhere in there, depending on what it is, what channel it is and stuff, right? Um, so what you do today, it, it may generate a lead for you next week, but by the time you sell the job, and you go to produce it, I mean, it's, you're talking at least a two to three week cycle there potentially, um, you know, just in itself. And that doesn't include leads that don't come in for three or four weeks. Right. So, um, I think that that's one thing, like, I, I think if there's, there's one thing aside from the fact that Brandon's awesome, that people should take out of this episode, um, is, uh, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I, you said $50 for every shameless plug. So, uh, just keep that, I'll just keep running that tab up. Yeah, no, that's good, that's good. Um, I finally figured out how to monetize our podcast, I guess. So, um, but if there's one thing you take away from this, understand that marketing has to be a proactive thing you do in your business because of that lag cycle. Um, you have to plan ahead, right? The, the clients we have right now, we're recording this a couple weeks before Christmas, it'll come out um, right after Christmas. You know, The, the clients we have that started planning for this time back in August, September, early October, are the ones that are already booking out for the end of January right now, right? And they're going to get through the wintertime without slowing down a whole lot. The ones that waited until November 15th to realize they're out of work on December 10th, they're a little bit struggling right now. I'm not going to lie. Right. So, um, so we try to be proactive. I know you guys do that too. And I, I love that you guys have that long-term approach, right. Um, you know, cause I think it's, it's it, a lot of what we talk about with the organic stuff. I always say it's a long-term approach with short-term upside, right? You're going to get some stuff out of it in the meantime, but it's really, you're building that pipeline for the long-term. So, um, what are three of the biggest mistakes that you guys see painting companies make when it comes to marketing their business? If you only had to pick three, because I know, I know, you know, it's really hard to even get to three. But if you only had to pick three,
2: well, I'll, I'll keep them. Um, I can get to three. I can get to okay. three. Oh, I know. We could get
1: to thirty-three.
2: Yeah, but they're we'll, we'll uh, these are pretty big ones. So, at the first is extremely applicable right now, because it's Q four. You know, people are are concerned about the economy, uh, concerned about a potential recession, right? Certainly an yeah. economic downturn. Uh, so number one is being reactionary and that is a that is what i would say is is almost probably the biggest problem in this industry is the companies are reactionary and true true business owners true entrepreneurs visionaries they're not reactionary right and so i i think that that there's this line that's kind of blurred and there's a debate you know are you a painter are you a business owner is there a difference does there need to be a difference right and we really we really work with business owners who run painting companies i do believe that there's a difference. Um, yeah. So, so being reactionary, as you said, marketing is a leading indicator of success. You have to put yeah. the pieces in place prior to to when you need them. Right? It's like a like a tree. Yeah. Like you said, planting a tree, you're going to plant that tree, but you're going to reap the rewards down the line. Uh, so that that's number one is reactionary. It's not a surprise. There's there's no oh my goodness. It's it's a winter. Oh my goodness. The leads have slowed down. It happens every single year. It's a seasonal, <laughs> cyclical business.
1: <laughs> You've been in business for 18 years. How were you not prepared for this to happen
2: again? <laughs> exactly. The seasonality is there. Right? Year in, year out, right? So, you know, if you're living yeah. living in a kind of up north anywhere, it's going to happen. And yeah. then uh, c- cyclicality is just part of the economy, right? There's uptimes, there's been uptimes for a long time. Inevitably, there'll be downtimes and then there'll be uptimes again. So don't be, you know, try not to be chicken little. The sky is falling, but you, you have to prepare for this stuff and you have to adapt as it comes. There, there will be unknowns. You know, COVID yeah. was obviously a, a curveball that no one could have seen coming. Um, but, you know, you, you do need to prepare the best you can, because most of this stuff is not really a surprise. Um, yeah. Number two kind of ties into this. So it's not thinking like a business owner. So I kind of hinted <coughs> at it. You know, number one is being reactionary. Number two, not thinking like a business owner, thinking like a, a painting company owner. And that's this intense focus on leads today. Uh, you need leads because, you know, that's a real need, right? You, you need to keep your crews busy. If you don't, they're gonna leave you. You might have a hard time getting them back. They don't trust you uh, and you're not making money. You don't have the cash flow that you need to survive. But if you're truly a a business and the kind of business that we partner with, you're not thinking about the next one to two to three months. You're thinking about the next one to two to three years because that's really the level. And if you're not at that level today, fine, right? That's okay. It's, you know, you are where you are. And if you're kind of back against the wall, you need to survive, get those leads in, then, then that's what you have to do. But at some point you need to recognize that you need to get to thinking multi years out, because that's what that, right. that's what a business owner who's building something substantial into the multi millions, that's how they think, right? And then, number three is again thinking, thinking the short term, thinking to to smaller short term. So you know, Q four comes around. Okay, what do I do in January, February? Versus right now, when we're having these conversations, Chris, with with the majority of the painting company partners that we're partnering with right now, we're actually talking about next fall. So yeah. we're we're talking about all right September of 2023 where do we need to be october yeah. of 2023 where do we need to be sometimes they need assistance right now and we can do right. that the way yeah. the way that you do that by the way aside from relationship marketing right if you're not doing that tap your email list you know pick up the phone door knock fly right. there are all kinds of ways to drive business immediately when you're doing it online aside from email marketing uh... Reaching out to your past customers what that looks like is paid ads it either yeah. looks like paid ads or buying leads through angie or Yelp or wherever you're getting those, you know, I have my own, I'm going to just leave that be, um, but paid ads through Facebook and and Google. But guess what? That deck, that deck is now stacked against you because everyone is running paid ads, including not just in home services, not just painting, but every industry in, in Q4. So there's black Friday, there's, there's end of season, right? There's Christmas holiday specials. So the algorithm increases the prices across all the paid platforms for all the different kinds of companies. So you're essentially positioning yourself uh, to, to fight against the current, so to speak, when you rely on that. Yeah, that's a good point. I, feel like I went off uh, on a really, really big thing. No, dude. Yeah. No, that was good. That's what, that's I'm what gonna, I wanted. I feel uh, like I just ranted. Like I, No, I no,
1: no. It, no, it yeah. was... Oh, trust me. It, anybody that's listening to more than one episode of our podcast, I'm usually the one that goes off on a rant that doesn't make sense. Yours at least made sense. So it was perfect. Um, no, I... I no, it was good. It was good. Um, you know, what I what I love about what you just said um, about the paid ads, you know, and I think that that's something a lot of people don't think about, right, is not only is 90% of the painting companies out there right now, I'm just making a number up, you know, running ads to try to grab those homeowners that are thinking about interior repaints in the next four weeks, but you're competing against the plumbers that are doing the same thing, the electricians doing the same thing, the, the retail stores, stores, right? right? Everything, okay. everything. Everything, Right. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, again, that's why being proactive and thinking through things, you know, I love, you know, we just have kind of been going through here this month doing our 2023 planning with all of our clients, right? What's your monthly production goals from January all the way through December? Right. So that you can start looking and saying, how are we going to generate 28, you know, 28 estimates next December or next November, right. And, and start putting some plans together, both on the, again, the relationship marketing and also, you know, strategically planning with people like yourself in that, um, to make sure you're thinking ahead on that. So, um, I love what you said, like you said, I mean, there's always things you can do in the short term, you know, work smarter, not harder. Uh, but sometimes you got to work hard for it, right. If you wait until now, you got to get creative with things. You got to figure out how to tap into that network and those relationships and stuff. So, so, um, no, I think, I think those are really good points. Honestly, I appreciate, like I said, some of that insight, I think you said a couple things in there that are going to hit home with some people. So, um, is there anything you suggest for business owners to kind of do themselves, you know, on an organic level, right? So there's obviously all this stuff that you help them with, but is there anything that you guys recommend your, your you know, your partners to say like, Hey, here's a couple of things you can do yourself that will also help supplement what we're doing and what, you know, the organic and the relationship marketing will do too.
2: Sure. So have a consistent brand across platforms, right? And I, I I? this is whatever your messaging is on your website, uh, have that be consistent messaging on your social media, have it be consistent messaging in any email marketing you do. Uh, and then any kind of flyers or offline marketing, you do have that branding, and that, and that messaging, the mission statement, whatever it is you're leading with, have it be consistent because otherwise you're going to create cognitive dissonance uh, and people yeah. are going to lose trust in your business. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, be active on social media. I'm almost hesitant, to be honest, I'm almost hesitant to recommend that because I think people think it provides a bigger benefit than it does. It's almost like a check mark. Nope. Like right. do it because you should do it and, and the people who are following you, you might get some leads because you do it. But yeah. Facebook, you know, a couple years back changed their algorithm to really promote their paid ads to where yeah. you, it, it went from, you used to reach uh, 100% of the people who follow you with your posts, and not, now you reach about 10%, and that's yeah. why they want you to boost everything. Um, but then when you just start boosting posts, you're really not tracking the return on that at all. Facebook yeah. likes it because it's easy for you, just click a button, boost the post, whatever. Um, but you have no idea what's happening, and I, right. I should never market and have any and no idea really kind of how it's
0: going.
1: Yep, no, that's that's a good point. When I think one thing too, um, for anybody listening to this, there's a very big difference in how you write a post for your page and your followers. And how you write an ad looking for new customers, right? And so I think that's that's another thing I see a lot of people make a mistake on is they they just, you know, throw their post out there for their followers and then they boost it and they can't figure out why they're not getting any leads from it. And I'm like, well, it's because the way you wrote that is for the people that already know your company. You're looking for the people that don't know your company that you need to grab their attention and make a connection on a pain point and your solution, right? Um, So I think that that is something that that I see people make some mistakes on too. Um, You know, you said something about being active on social media. You know, I think you know, one of the approaches we take with this, you know, business pages, accounts are a necessity, right? It's like you said, it's a check mark. People are going to look on Facebook and Instagram, uh, maybe not necessarily just to look for new leads, but right, if 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 you're coming out, they might get on to look at credibility and are you active? And if you haven't posted on Facebook in a year and a half, they're gonna actually wonder if you're in business or what's going on, right? So I think it's a necessity, but what we really kind of preach with people is, be personally active on there and share your business content on your personal account right Um, don't be afraid to friend your close clients that you have a good relationship with on a personal level because they're going to see more of that than they're going to your business page right just liking your business page i I really don't care how many followers people have i'm sure it does help the algorithms but if you do your personal page really well like we've talked about on some previous episodes um if you do that really well then sharing the business content will get seen ten times more than just posting something out there on your business page, right? Um, so that's just kind of a little little. There's my tangent for the day, Brandon, to make you feel better. So no, um, no worries.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I think uh, To add to that, yeah, yeah If people friend me on Facebook, they'll they'll see my my personal is a is a business, mm-hmm. right? So I, I decided a couple years back I'm essentially going to get rid of personal. And, yeah. and not every not every business owner is going to make that decision. Not every business owner right. is going to want to do that. Um, right. I think I think I still have another Facebook account, but I haven't logged in yeah. in two years. So I would say yeah. I don't. Um, right. But the, you know, I made a decision, hey, this is going to be a business asset. And yeah. I think if, if you're really invested into your, your business, unless you're super passionate about your personal um, Facebook, friend the homeowners, try to find the people that you're interested in being friends with. And, yeah. and go act, proactively become friends with them on Facebook. And, and I love those, it. you can't post personal things. People want to relate to you. I post pictures with my 100%. kids like that. You can still yeah. post that personal stuff, but but you need to kind of, yeah, Facebook is going to prioritize the personal because it's still a connection to yeah. connection. They don't want it to be this jaded uh, marketplace because they're going to turn people off if it becomes too commercialized. Yeah. And so exactly. you can get around that by essentially using yep. your personal Facebook as a business asset.
1: Nope I love that uh, all right I lied here's my tangent for the day so on that note since we're talking about it um, we we typically say the 80/20 rule is kind of our thought when it comes to personal stuff right 80% of the content you're posting should be personal stuff your family my wife and I went to the blues game the other day you know <laughs> I always say if you have kids and a dog you've got like an endless source of content for the rest of your life right um, people want to see the personal stuff the cats too. Yeah. Okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't discriminate. I'm not a dog versus a cat person. Yeah. 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 My bad. My bad. Okay. All right. right. I do too. But thanks for, thanks for covering my back on that. Um, I would have got some, I would have got some hate emails. Um, but you know, 80% of it should be personal focused, right? On your posts, on your stories, on your reels, everything should be personal focused and 20% should be business related. Right. And the reason behind that is people are going to interact more with your personal stuff, Right. Um, then they're going to your business. That's okay, but what's gonna happen is when 80% of the content gets a a lot of interaction, likes, comments, you know, different things on it, it's more people are then gonna see the 20% of the business. Even if they don't engage with the business, if you're only doing it 20% of the time and you don't get engagement on it, it doesn't pull you down in the algorithms too much because the 80% kind of keeps you up there, right? So that's that's the fun algorithm hack story. Um, and I, it sounds like we're on the same page about that too. So people
2: don't understand the algorithm, and, and no one fully understands it. I don't no. fully understand. You know, I don't
1: think the algorithm
2: fully understands the algorithm. <laughs> but you can know the the um, the general principles of the algorithm. Exactly. Yep. yep. Exactly. You know what, right. If you understand what Facebook wants, Facebook wants more users, and they want more users yep. to spend time on the platform. What turns people yep. off? It turns people off feeling like they're being sold to all the time. So they want to yep. minimize that. While well, by maximizing engagement, they keep more eyeballs on it. But ironically, sort of, the reason that they want people to stay on is because they want advertisers to pay them money to pay the. So it's this weird kind of kind of circle. Yep. It doesn't want to be overly commercialized, right. but that's actually their revenue model.
1: Yep, yep, it is. It's and so when you understand the game, you understand the best way to play it, right? Um, so no, I think that's I think that's some great great nuggets right there. Um, if I'm a business owner and I realize I need some help with lead generation, like how how do we start the process with you guys, right? Like what is your guys' process? Um, you know what does that kind of look like, start to finish?
2: Sure, yeah. So the the best way would really be to go to our website. So painmarketingpros.com. You can read read about um, kind of what we offer there. But you there's a video. So says watch free video. Um, there's, there's a button on the side, go there. And that's really gonna walk you through what we do, uh, how cool. it's different. I mean, it's literally, I think a 17 minute video of me. Yeah. It's a screen record walks through our process, everything that we do and why it works, right? So we, yeah. we market, but we have, we have a sales system. It's a, whole, it's a whole thing. It's a pretty holistic process for actually finding a qualified lead, bringing them into your ecosystem, pre-selling them before we actually conduct the estimate, post-selling them and getting you to not only close consistently, um your leads but i actually get high profit margin per job because at the end yeah, of the day revenue is vanity profit is sanity profit is really the only thing that matters
1: i love it i love it no that's great man um no that's awesome i will definitely put the the website and stuff in the show notes too just so everybody's got access to that um is there any other ways that you want people to reach out to you is the website the easiest way to, to get things going
2: they can email me directly so if they, okay. if they listen to this um you know they'll, they'll be high up in the queue because they get the yeah. they get the Chris Moore treatment. So they get oh, email. Brandon at paintermarketingpros.com. Um, cool. That's that's my direct email. Just let me know that you you listen to the podcast. I'll reach back out to you. I'll say that we we do take a, a custom approach for each company we work with. It's not cookie cutter. You're yep, not yep. just gonna gonna get in line. And what that means know. is that we're gonna have a, a strategy session. We're gonna have a pretty in depth discussion about your needs, about cool. what you want, and and I'll tell you about. Probably forty, thirty to forty percent of the companies that that we speak with, we actually tell them that this probably isn't a good fit. So it, yeah. it's it's not to scare people; it's just to let them know that uh-huh. this is a it's a dialogue. It's not a yeah. it's yeah. not a sales process. And, and if you if you want to have that dialogue, we'd love to have it with you.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's one thing I appreciate about you guys. You guys, yeah, I think that's where we kind of hit it off and and kind of working together in a different way. You know, over the last year, we've seen it. You guys are always going to do what's in the best interest of the clients, right? Um, and and that's been one of our core philosophies from day one, and that's what I appreciate about you guys, is if if you guys aren't the right fit, you're going to be the first person to tell them. Same goes for us, right? If somebody comes in, hey, here's what I need. I'm like, eh, I, dude, I'd love to help you. But like, that's just, you need to go talk to so-and-so because that seems to be a better fit, right? Um, we know what we're good at. And I know you guys do too. And I do appreciate that about you guys is, is that I know where your heart's at on that. So, um, well, Brandon, I really appreciate you taking time uh, to record this, to chat. I always appreciate our conversations and, and connecting with you. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you at PCA Expo coming up here in Albuquerque in February. If you're listening
2: and you're not coming to the Expo, you need to fix that.
1: Exactly. Figure it out. I don't care what you got to do, um, you know, within reason, moral, ethically, you know, that type of stuff, but figure out a way to get to Albuquerque. Um, it's going to be awesome. Uh, they've got a great speaker lineup um, ready to go. Uh,
2: I just realized it's actually my job. So I, so I was recently uh, asked to be on the marketing committee for the, for nice. the PCA.
1: Yeah. So oh, I, I've been
2: promoting them already for
1: yeah
2: like a, well over a year, just pushing it. I mean, yes. I've done videos on the expo because I truly believe in it. It, yep. it is 100%. You're being a fool. You're being short-sighted. All the things you shouldn't be if you're not investing in it. But now it's actually my job.
1: Yeah. See, there you go. Good. Well, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to help you with your job. So add that onto my bill when you send that check later. So
2: Another, uh, no, That would be a $100 one.
1: All right, perfect. I love it. I love we. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a 48 minute episode then. Um, but no, come to Expo, get your tickets. Uh, early bird ends here before December 31st. So get your tickets. Even if you listen to this in January, or February, still get there. Find a way to make it happen. Reach out to me. Reach out to Brandon if you we need to help you problem solve how you can get to Expo. It could easily be one of the most impactful um, events that you come to. Uh, and really, the, the biggest cost is just the ticket and then the travel. Right. Once we get there, the 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 lunch, the dinners are pretty much all included and stuff. So it's not a huge expense once you land there, unless you want to make it, you the know, hotel, you can have, hotel, yeah,
2: you like have to sleep. Somewhere. Yeah, that's a little bit exactly.
1: Fun. Yeah. Travels, hotel, uh, and, uh, and your ticket. So find a way to get to expo. Um, come see Brandon and I, if you, if you do make it to expo and you heard this episode and that's the reason you came, let us know, man, we would love to hear that. We'll be at the trade show. You'll see us around. So, um, other than that, Brandon, I will see you in Albuquerque in a little over two months from today day uh, and hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, man.
0: Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.